الحمد لله وكفى وسلامنا على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد. So uh, continuing uh, onto this next section. So you know we kind of introduced this idea of trials and tribulations and how uh, every single human being, every single believer is tested, and this we know is established in the Quran, uh, and it's very clear. Allah Taala says Alif Lam Mim. Do you think, uh, do people think that they can make this claim or make this statement of amanna that we believe, we believe in Allah, and that they will not be tested? Is that, I mean, is that something that we think is possible? Uh, and then Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, we will most certainly test people the way we had tested the people before. So now the next question is, uh, why, or why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala test the believer? Right, so let's just read from here. So wisdom number four, divine wisdom behind tribulations. Hakim al-Ummah, rahmatullah said, Though generally we consider suffering and hardship uh, to be divine tests or trials, the true reality of suffering and hardship is that they are ultimately a means of attaining the highest degree of closeness to Allah as well as true comfort, attaining the hereafter to Jannah itself. The, this divine wisdom will be made manifest to all on the day of judgment. So why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala test the believer? Like what's the, uh, uh, or what, what, what's the reason that it happens? What's the reason that it happens? And I think the principle to understand, we're going to talk about this later, is that this is done out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for the believer, not out of Allah ta'ala's displeasure for the believer. In fact, it's highly problematic to think that Allah ta'ala doesn't like me, and this is the reason that he's punishing me. It's problematic to think that way. Our opinion of Allah Ta'ala is always positive. Meaning even when some difficulty or challenge or calamity is sent my way, even when this is to happen, it happens because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wants something good for me. We have, to, we have to understand that principle. We have to understand that. Now the ulama mentioned, and he's alluding to some of this here in the, in the text, the ulama mentioned a, couple of, a few reasons why it happens. We'll summarize it in three. The first is, the reason, that, the reason that Allah Ta'ala wants to try us and, and, and assign us difficulty in this world is because He doesn't want us to have to experience difficulty in the hereafter. He doesn't want us to have to experience trial in the hereafter. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith, إِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِعَبْدِهِ الْخَيْرِ عَجَّلَ لَهُ الْعُقُوبَةَ فِي الدُّنْيَا That when Allah Ta'ala wants good for a, His servant, not bad, not he's upset with me. When he wants good for his servant, right? He uh, hastens their trials in this world. Because we have to go through trial in some way, shape, or form. It's either going to be here or it's going to be in the akhirah. And for our sake, it'd be far better for us to undergo difficulty in this world than for us to have to experience any challenge in the akhirah. So for the servant that Allah Ta'ala wants good for, for the servant that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala wants good for, he hastens their trials so that it occurs in the, um, that it occurs in this world rather than in the hereafter. And this is, comes from the hadith of the Prophet The second is for the sake of purification and purity. Look, what happens when a believer undergoes difficulty, in the hadith the Prophet mentions, that any time, even, there, there isn't a circumstance in which a believer undergoes difficulty that, that sins don't fall off their body. In fact, the hadith mentions even something as simple as the prick of a thorn. I'm sure on the way here, walking to Crow's Nest or even walking around camp, there's been incidents where we've stumbled over things, we've been pricked by certain things. I don't know, we tried starting a fire and we burned ourselves in the process. 
even this minor amount of difficulty is a cause, an excuse for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause sins to fall from our body. And this is established in the hadith. The Prophet sallallahu says uh, that Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us through tests in our wealth, in our children, uh, in our uh, families. And he does this hatta yalqallah wa ma alayhi al-khati'ah. So that at the time when we have to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, that we don't have any wrongs on our body. This is an opportunity for us to be forgiven. This is an opportunity for us for this to be removed. You know, you can think about it like this. Uh, when um, a child is, uh, uh, let's say the child gets, becomes dirty, right? And let's say they are playing outside and now they're covered with mud and now they come inside. If it's your child, what do you do? You say, look, you're messy and I can't stand to see you this way. Let's go take a shower. And what happens during that shower? The child screams, they're shouting. And if someone from outside asks, what are you doing? Why are you punishing your child? They're screaming and shouting, what's wrong with you? And you say, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm actually cleaning my child. I actually have a deep love for this child. Right? This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's relationship is with us. When he sees that we've covered our hearts with filth and sin, and, and that's what we've spent most of our life doing, he wishes, and he wishes good for us. And he has a deep love for us. What he does is he sends difficulties our way so that that can become a means of purification for us. Does that make sense? So that it becomes a means of purification for us. Now, what's interesting is, let's say you see a random child on the street covered in mud. Are you going to say, oh, you look really messy. Come with me. Let's go take a shower. Make sure you clean, put powder. And you don't care because this, this isn't my child. I don't have an attachment to this person. Right? I mean, you, you, you generally wish good, but it's not something, you're not deeply concerned about this. But when it's your own child and you have a love for your own child, that's when you don't like to see your child dirty. And Allah Ta'ala does not like to see his servants dirty either. So he, he, this is the way of purification. This is that annoying shower that a child has to take. It's in this way. So the first benefit or reason that Allah Ta'ala sends we mentioned is, number one, because he wishes to hasten uh, trials for us in this world so that we don't have to experience them in the hereafter. And the second is so that it serves as a means of purification for us so that when we meet Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment, we come to Him without sin. The third benefit. And this is, um, this is a very interesting you know, way to think about this. Uh, my Sheikh says that the third reason that Allah Ta'ala um, sends difficulty our way is because we actually ask for difficulty. We actually ask for difficulty. So now the question is, you know, how do we ask for difficulty? I mean, I don't think any of us raised our hands and said, Ya Allah, throw punishment my way. Ya Allah, take this away from me or take that away from me. Look, we as Muslims, we're trained to, and it's from the sunnah, to make a very lofty du'as. We're trained from the sunnah to make very lofty du'as. So maybe we make du'a that, Ya Allah, on the day of judgment, or Ya Allah, in the hereafter, I wish to drink from the hand of the Prophet Sallallahu at the at the at the at the um, um, the fountain of Kothar. Or Ya Allah, I wish to attain the status Ma'an wa Siddiqin, the highest levels of Jannah and be in the company of the people like the Shuhada and the Sadiqin. Or Ya Allah, I ask for Jannatul Firdaus. Oh Allah, I ask for X, Y, and Z things. But the reality is that our deeds don't actually match up to that station. Right? I mean, how many of us can say that our deeds match up to the station of being able to be in the company of the Prophet in the hereafter? How many of us can say that our deeds match up to the state or the station of being able to be amongst the shuhada and the salihin and all these righteous people that made tremendous, incredible sacrifices in the company of the sahaba? How is that even possible? That our deeds are going to match up to that state. 
So the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes us from this station to a higher station is by sending difficulty our way. So that it becomes a much easier way for us to elevate in our rank rather than having to do it the hard way, which is through deeds. So there's a hadith to this extent uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that, um, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses difficulty to elevate us in our position when deeds aren't able to take us to that position. There's only so much distance that Salah can take us. There's only so much distance that X, Y, and Z things can take us. If we ultimately want to really climb in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or climb in our ability to attain maximum reward in the hereafter, the only way it's going to happen is through going through difficulty in this world. Because the maqam of the person that ex exhibits patience during trial and tribulation and difficulty is far above the maqam of any other person. It's far above the maqam of any other person because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed the system in this way. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed the system in the way. So the third is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses this as an excuse to elevate our status and our reward in the hereafter. Now, the conclusion, the summary of all of this, if we, if we look at this, is that in every single situation and circumstance, Allah ta'ala wants what's best for us. Right? None of, these, none of these are arising in a situation in which this is an expression of Allah's displeasure for us. Rather, this is an expression or a manifestation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for us. He either uh, wants to make sure that we don't achieve, have to experience difficulty in the akhirah, in which case he hastens it, according to the hadith, or he doesn't wish to see us filthy on the day of judgment, so he causes difficulties to come our way so that uh, we purify ourselves from that. Or thirdly, in order for us to attain a much higher rank, in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala, or a, a much higher reward in the Akhirah, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala throws us difficulties our way, and that's the on, or, or, or gives us difficulties our way, and that's the only way by which we can actually attain such a high state. So, Allah Ta'ala says, hisab, That the reimbursement for the people who are patient in this world, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala does that hisab without taking account. For so many other things, there's you do this, you get this reward. You do this, you get this reward. But when it comes to the people who exhibit patience in, term, in, in trial and difficulty, these are people who, uh, who, who get uh, extreme, extreme uh, rewards beyond what's even accountable. Now, um, he says, this divine wisdom will be made manifest to all of us on the Day of Judgment. You know, this is why this divine wisdom, meaning that it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love and his desire for the betterment of the believer rather than as a source of punishment or displeasure toward the believer, this will become obvious to us on the Day of Judgment. How? Because on the Day of Judgment, when we see, there's a hadith that comes, it's a very powerful hadith. On the Day of Judgment, there'll be two groups of people, Ahlul Bala and Ahlul Afia. Now, Bala and Afia are two different concepts. Bala means, the bala means difficulty. So Ahlul Bala are the people that experience tribulation in this world. And Ahlul Afia are the people that had more comfort. Afia means, you can almost think about it as wellness. Ahlul Afia are the people that experience comfort in this world. On the Day of Judgment, when the Ahlul Afia will see Ahlul Bala, they'll see Ahlul Bala and they'll see the rewards that they're receiving and the comfort that they're getting on that day. They will wish that Allah Ta'ala would put them back in this world and the hadith mentions so that they could have their skin cut with scissors so they could experience difficulties so they can get the reward of people of Ahlul Bala. So it's no joke. Right? Like, ha having to undergo difficulty and tribulation, as difficult as it is, the reward that comes from it is beyond our imagination. 
The reward that comes from it is beyond our imagination. Now, there's one final hadith that I'll leave all of us with before we begin our athkar. The uh, Prophet وسلم, says um, in a hadith that, you know, you could say, um, just, just, just to put things into, maybe I'll save this for the next topic, uh, to, uh, next discussion actually. Um, Okay, yeah, let's actually just, let's, let's, let's actually pause here. So, let's just summarize the discussion that we've had so far. So, the first is that when a person accepts Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala automatically enlists that person in someone who's going to go through difficulty and trial. That most certainly when a believer takes a statement of Amanna, I believe in Allah, we can't make that statement without expecting that we're going to undergo difficulty and trial and tribulation in this world. That's point number one. Point number two is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this for us for our own benefit and as a manifestation of his love for the believers so that he can either hasten our, so that we don't have to experience difficulty in the akhirah or so that we can become purified before we see him or to elevate our station before him. So inshallah, we'll pause here. 